1: We'll see what form the wish takes on this episode of the Toonami Faithful podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have...
2: Editor-in-Chief at ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Afris.
0: And... Editorial Writer, Velord GTZ, And... Another Editorial Writer, Laser
3: Kid.
1: And I will not be serenading you with another One Piece rap, because today we're talking about Made in Abyss!
2: i'm very happy about that actually <laughs> i would have immediately left i would have walked out of the building i would have said don't call me i'll call you Well, it's a good thing uh, you didn't show up for that recording <laughs> the night is still young sketch i can do it here as well oh no <laughs>
1: oh i hope not because uh, i told <laughs> you to to cover the conversation this time
2: but it's true Before i specifically asked for this episode <laughs>
1: And I'm glad you did, because there's a lot of little details that I would probably obsess well, over.
2: <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I just go, and this is a great lesson in facilitating when you're with a group of people to discuss a topic. I kind of just let everyone go with the flow with it. I say, hey, stuff happens. Sketch. What stuff happened? And then a conversation just goes, and it's just magical. It works every time. Facilitate when you're the hostess, of something. It's... It's 101 and it's so damn good.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, before we start facilitating that, uh, we do have some lineup news that is uh, relevant to people who are watching Toonami week to week. That being, uh, we have the full schedules for February 4th and February 11th, in which we have two nights with season finale hours for Yoshihime and Maiden Abyss.
2: Yeah, I had no idea Yashihime was an hour-long finale. God damn it, why?
1: I mean, it's it wasn't, <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise they would have had to play the last episode of Yashihime the same night as the Hour of Maiden in Abyss, and I mean, they could have done that.
2: <laughs> Again, I ask, God damn it, why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I'm... I'm just a little disappointed that One Piece isn't airing on the fourth of. That February. one does
2: not make sense to me. It really doesn't. I guess maybe it's just cheaper to air Primal again. I don't know. That one uh, I have. That one I have questions about. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, if they if they do have to pay for uh, every time they air a premiere, then yeah. But
2: I I don't know. I don't, I don't either. I, Th- that, I, one, I, I, that one that one I was scratching my head a little bit on that one
1: I mean on one hand it, at least people who are watching one piece don't have to stay up later to watch one piece that week because one piece just won't be on <laughs> wait a minute
2: I stayed till 3 <laughs> 30 where is my one piece <laughs> uh
1: next week that, <laughs> that, that that is the answer to that uh so yeah the uh, February 4th schedule starts out with My Hero Academia, followed with Made in Abyss. Then you have an hour of Yashihime, which finishes off the season. Then at 2 a.m. you have Naruto Shippuden, and at 2.30 the rerun of Primal, which uh, has just restarted. Re- they they restarted season giving. season 2, specifically season 2, restarted. Two. And then on February 11th, you have My Hero Academia, the one-hour season finale of Made in Abyss. One Piece is back at 1.30. Naruto in at 2.00, and the rerun of Primal at 2.30. Now, they certainly could have just extended the block on the 11th and aired One Piece and Naruto a bit later, but, uh, you know... it's it's fine it's fine
2: or or sketch they could have just i don't know announced a new acquisition you know you know i wouldn't have minded that
3: (laughs) i would have been nice for sure
1: well we i mean that that's coming theoretically on february 18th that's that's when two time slots will be one would one would hope I mean, one could certainly go back to One Piece.
0: <laughs> We're just going to have a triple One Piece, guys. Oh, yeah.
1: Triples not necessary. Two, two two's good. Two is... Though,
0: though triples is, the triples is
2: best, triples is safe. Triples I would safe. easily take it. Listen, I love the One Piece hour. It made things go by so much faster and it is so really much nice. more crisp. It was good. I agree. So, oh, I wouldn't be upset about that.
1: I agree. I I definitely I'm really hoping by the time they get to Dress Rosa that they're back to an hour because
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, two years of ooh. Dress Rosa. Oh, probably ooh. over two years, too. Yeah, I was going like,
2: to say yeah, slightly over two, two years. and a half. Don't oh, forget about marathons of other stuff, too, Sketch. That's uh, true. So 108 weeks plus yeah <laughs> yeah i might as well be 50 when it's done
1: well naruto shipping will be over by then
2: true the moving (laughs) target
1: never stops indeed the moving target never stops but uh now some some, some somehow through miraculous work and a lot of very quick dubbing they are like uh 130 episodes behind japan which is crazy i can't even believe that. That's nuts. Yeah, that's, you know, the weirdest thing is it hasn't even been that long since these episodes of Punk Hazard were dubbed. It was really just a couple of years ago. Yep. And once they get the dress Rosa, it'll be just a couple of years since that. <laughs> so that's, eh, well, actually just... uh it might be like a year and a half since they started dubbing Dressrosa by the time they get to Dressrosa Rosa on Tsunami anyway. You
2: know, like the old way how <laughs> dubbing used to be of when shows would be ready sketch.
3: <laughs> In the before time. The before time before the Simul dubs.
1: Oh my gosh, back when if it only took a year, that was incredible.
2: Oh yeah. man, yeah. that was some
3: crazy Not
1: stuff. Not gonna
2: lie, I kind of miss those days. There's something about being rewarded for your patience that just made it a lot more satisfying than the instant gratification. Yeah,
1: simul-dubs come off like fast food sometimes.
2: They yeah, do. They and then everyone you. forgets about them. Oh, yeah. That's unless definitely they're like, true. you know, mega hits like Spy Family and Chainsaw Man, right? Right. Right. And then like those those you know, shows like that are all good, but then of course those hidden gems that we keep hearing Tsunami fans want us to find. Well, Hey, that'd be great if they were given some time to breathe. Mm. That's my thing.
3: Yeah, so. there's yeah. a lot Pitch. of stuff that flew under the radar in this in this era, though. Like a, a lot of it is, is stuff that would be difficult due to who owns them at this point. But you say that now, but that might be changing too. That might be changing too. I hope so. I really hope so. I I, I I'm very glad we got here, academia, and I would love for for more of that. But like. You know, little things like, you know, when we got Gridman. Well, you know,
2: there is Dino Xenon. Mm, I
0: wish we I'm just going to.
2: I'm going to say I want that just because waifus.
0: That's all I will say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> CJ, yeah. you have your priorities straight. Listen, uh, too many I'm of those a...
2: waifus
1: are underage.
2: I <laughs> thought it mean, was could... like a scientist that was like an adult. What I are the bad guys
0: of, the of age.
2: Nah, okay, because true. I remember like some sort of scientist looking lady with like a white lab coat. Yeah,
0: she's one of the bad guys.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking of then. That's all I care about sketch. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, because I, I, I haven't seen it yet.
1: <laughs> Same. Uh, well, I think I saw maybe two episodes before <laughs> it started getting
2: dubbed.
0: <laughs> you gotta finish the so... sketch, it's super good. <clears throat> That is
3: not very
2: good. Mm. Was it better than Gridman? I loved Gridman. I thought it was
0: great.
3: It's hard. It's not worse. It's not better. It's different.
0: I'd say mm. Gridman edges out for me because I like the characters more in Gridman. Yeah, I think that's mm. fair.
2: All right, Toonami. If you're listening, get it now. Get Ranking of Kings.
0: Yo, yes! No! That would be hype.
2: I say no. Why what do you say
3: that no? against our Lord and Savior Boji?
2: Because uh, I'd rather another show. Well, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still waiting for High School of the Dead one of these days sketch.
0: We're going to get that in Domestic Girlfriend. Then you'll be happy. <laughs> <I, laughs>
2: Unami fans are not ready for that arc. Ooh, that yeah. would be a spicy
1: 12 weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And one where everyone would want to shoot out their eyeballs.
1: And then they too can you suffer know from need? the fact that there is
3: still no more high school of the dead. I know. <laughs> you know, we we, we really, we, we, we need school days in here. Oh, oh. I know that one. Ah, <laughs> I've never seen it. Never got know, dubbed. But I know what that ending is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice boat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> boat. And he's on a boat.
3: I'm on a boat.
1: Don't you ever forget. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. But seriously, uh, I think they're getting hurt at Yatsura. Oh, Honestly, they're getting awesome. that. Just putting that out there.
3: That would be a good guess. That would be amazing. And I just got
1: this feeling that one of those time slots in February is going to go to FLCL grunge. We'll see. They maybe haven't started promoting tight. it yet. Mm, well, no. <laughs> That's not going to come until, like, April. Says you, Sketch. Says you. Says me.
2: Because
1: <laughs> it's not airing in Japan until March.
2: Listen. Listen. We all know it's another Space Dandy. And, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It gets the dub premiere. <laughs> oh, gosh. We get another Before it's dandy. even in Japan. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I don't know that that could fun- happen, but I. And what
2: makes it funny sketch is that it's going to be drawn out for fifty two weeks. The final, final oh. ending part seventeen of Attack on Titan.
1: Well, supposedly oh, it no. might be just two ninety minute movies. <laughs> that would, be... but they'll air they'll air on TV, so that's still technically under contract. Maybe <laughs>
2: <laughs> that'd be such a troll, absolute troll job. Do it. Uh, <laughs> oh my
1: god.
0: I, mean, I, I think
1: that'd be a, a fine way to finish things off. I mean, there's only nine chapters left to adapt.
0: Yeah, and there is so much dialogue in them. It's mostly just big landscapes. Yeah.
1: Oh, they, so they uh, went
0: to the Bleach Avenue. Kind of.
2: Uh... <laughs> I'm just a very person of things stretching for too long. Hmm.
1: Yeah. But hopefully uh, something cool or something surprising shows up in at least one of those time slots. We will. We will see. Chances are they are going to announce it tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect timing.
1: Just, just to spy yeah, us. Yeah, I can see it. Well, I mean, this schedule came out last Friday and we're recording on a Thursday. So... <laughs> It might, it might not be tomorrow. It might be the week after, but uh...
2: it might be never. Who knows? Tsunami's Catch... just canceled,
1: guys. Oh, yep, yeah, tsunamis.
0: <laughs> after, up.
1: after Made in Abyss finishes,
3: tsunamis canceled.
0: Tsunami's Backing canceled. Stay gold, everybody.
1: Uh, if yeah, the only day
3: aired. Bo bo bo. Could have been saved. Stop I it. mean,
1: we joke, but the day tsunami does get canceled, it's gonna be abrupt. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. just going to be like, yeah. well, it's gone.
2: <laughs> you had it, then you lost it. Yeah,
1: we'll be lucky if we get a sign off this time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. we, have to, we have to leave and we have to tell the fans thank you, but we don't want to spend the money. All right, <laughs> just take it away. <laughs> it's,
3: it's a black and white card. <laughs> uh, literally, it'd be hilarious to just replay the exact same uh, departure video. Uh...
2: huh. Huh. Listen, I'll I'll take it. No Tom Force slander in this house.
1: Gosh, yes, do you remember the Lucky Sevens promo when they played that music? And they're like, "Oh no, no, Tsunami's not going anywhere." <laughs>
0: yes, I remember. Our that. Bad. Yeah,
2: bad. Our bad. Epic trolling. Just the way I like it. Extra salt.
1: Mm, yeah, for sure.
2: So. All right, Sketch, now now that we had the news taken, you know, the agenda part of the news all wrapped up, do you want to talk about the Abyss?
1: Yes, let us descend further into the
2: Abyss. So, I want to, before, like, we go into nitty-gritty of the episodes, because, honestly, 7 through 9, which are the ones that we're going to be talking about in this episode... I really love the storytelling part of it, right? Like I really enjoy the narrative that has been kind of unfolding before the viewer's eyes and how it all ties together. Cause when you're first brought into made an abyss, you not only are seeing Rico, Reg and Nana, story continuing as they reach the sixth layer in that village, you're also seeing what, supposedly looks like the first exploration team ever in the Abyss, right? And you're kind of getting these adjacent type of stories being told side by side. And you're wondering, okay, how is this past story setting up for what Rico Reg, and Nanachi are going to be facing and how it all culminates is just such well-written stuff. It's beautiful. We understand why this village is even where it is, the inhabitants of it the history of how it came to be all through the eyes of the storyteller Weko and what makes it even crazy is the fact that was still alive
0: I was like what the heck
2: and That's supposedly a... still human yeah, yeah which wow. I, I don't believe personally on that but be that as it may yeah I don't know um, how she could have lived that long exactly Especially considering she was naked that whole time, too, which is like, please get some fucking clothes <laughs> it's on. It's nice characters. and
3: warm in the dark cave with the
1: well,
2: just...
3: she was like directly connected to things. So yeah.
2: again, just put a shirt on of these characters. I am so sick of seeing people be like oh. naked and afraid. You know, it's just like it's just like I don't know. It's just bothers it. That's a whole nother story of just like. I feel like it's a way to, like, just make it a little more torturous and it's just like, stop, please. So I love how the story has pretty much been able to connect everything. And through the eyes of like, like the viewers have their eyes pretty much through the perspective of Rico, Ray and Anachi. And to be able to kind of get that extra context as everything comes together is just such a beautiful meld of storytelling that I just I can't get enough of finding out how those villagers, quote unquote, survived as Waco was telling the story, especially when we were seeing everyone kind of, you know, getting sick and losing their minds, uh, kind of like the abyss curse earlier, especially when people were like expanding the pop like balloons. I was just like, Oh yeah, that's, that's fun. Uh, yeah, don't get but, caught by one of the birds. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Alfred Hitchcock taught us that. So by all means, it's You're a saying the place of- is going to the birds. It, it certainly did. And so it's, it's one of those types of things that I greatly appreciate. And, Something that I like and this is going into my hot take territory in a sec, but like something that I really do appreciate with how Maiden Biss is telling the story is the fact that this one is much more like emotional than season one, but it's not emotional in the same way. So what I mean by that is that when I was watching season one and I think when many people were watching season one, it had. Much more shock factor that was just like, oh, God, and like expletives coming out of your mouth. Right. Uh, more famously, when Rico had to have her arm broken and then, you know, replaced and all that type of stuff where you hear the snap, you see all the gruesome. You know, it was it was that jump scare type of uh, kind of exclamation point on the series to show how real these stakes are. And then you have this season, which almost is like completely opposite and just and even more emotional when you learn the history and backstory of this village. And the problem and like my hot take for it, I feel like a lot of Toonami fans and I can and I'm saying this because I work on with the social teams as watching through our social media feed uh, for like tweeting and all this kind of stuff. I think they're taking that same type of shock factor into this season. That's almost like I feel it is so unfair for how the season is, because it's doing a much better job of really making it more so much of a psychological type of jump scare, as opposed to that, you know, physical in your face where you go, Oh, because a lot of the scenes, like where we find out about, um, Fopta's mother. Right. And we see the history of not only her wish and like the kids and all that, you see reactions of people be like, Oh God, Oh God. No. And I'm just like, okay, now we're overreacting a little bit. Cause that's not, the typical reaction of these types of, of uh, very, very depressing scenes. It's not like, these are depressing scenes and depressing, like, you know, moments of the story. And I'm sorry, when someone who's facing these types of things uh, are in their face, you're not going to go, Oh fuck depression. No, it's more like a, Oh, Oh, and you're kind of like holding your arm like on the side, like squeezing it, maybe playing with your hands, looking down, kind of just like, oh, I don't want to look at it. And I'm worried that a lot of tsunami fans aren't able to differentiate between the different traumas that we're seeing in this. And I feel that it's cheapening the impact of the backstory of like Fuego, of Fwapta, as we'll probably learn more with uh, Reg as well, since we're kind of getting a little more into the history of who Reg has been involved with beforehand. And I find that a bit troubling because I think we're still stuck on the fact of like the shock factors that we got from like where Rico uh, had to have her arm fixed, uh, finding out about Rico's history with uh, Ozen and Eliza. Uh, right. And it's, it's gotten to a point where I really feel that it's important to be actually paying attention to what's playing out instead of just going through the default kind of emotional reaction, just because that's how it's set the tone from the first season. Because as we were watching made into Abyss season two right now, it's developed and you can even go so b- far as back as the film too, where it has kind of this in between of both where it has that shock factor of like, Oh my God. And then also that depressed, like oh, you want to keep it inside. And so I feel, I was a little troubled by that reaction, and I'm wondering if because Tsunami's interest itself has dwindled just as as things do. you know, like you're never gonna be able to really retain that type of uh, audience that they had, you know before, just with how landscapes change, how people consume anime, how people consume media in general. And I think because it's dwindled, a lot of the uh, fans who are still sticking with it now are trying to either recreate that type of, Uh, community aspect of like the shock factor that we get where you can, you know, look back at like some memorable moments before where you kind of had that happen on different shows. And I'm wondering if they're just trying to bring that feel back just because it's a more comfortable type of feeling from what Toonami was before. And it's just like, Man in Abyss is not a comfortable show. It's like, you're not supposed to feel comfortable watching this. Like, believe me, I would say it's one of the best things that I've seen in, you know, recent memory as far as a storytelling type of thing. But I'm not going to be like, yo, guys, you guys should check out this new anime called Made in Abyss. You'll really like it. I'm not doing that. You need to be emotionally prepared for something. And I find it very, very critical to and like vital to be able to mention this type of reaction because I think it's important for Toonami fans to really differentiate between these two things, because there's two different traumas, right? There's the difference between a trauma of like breaking your arm and like seeing, and a great example of this is like a a famous sports injury, which I am going to say now, do not look up. If you're the faint of heart, what happened to a basketball player for Louisville named Kevin Ware, there's a much different trauma and reaction to something like that, as opposed to losing a family member, as we saw with FAPTA's mother. So I, I want to like make it clear of like I think people are missing an appro- the appropriate reaction to it. And I think they're doing it in a, in a headspace where they're thinking, oh, I want to try to help out to recreate kind of more interest with the block as opposed to just letting things kind of play out the way it is. Because believe me, Made in Abyss is enough to be able to draw people in. That show is not for the faint of heart. It is classic adult animation. 100 percent. i think this is a perfect show to be on this current iteration of toonami and i want to make that kind of clear for people who might be listening to this as well as maybe others who were also kind of feeling the same way because like honestly the reactions from these latest few episodes it felt like people were going like oh fuck depression and it's just like that that's not a that's not a real way of how people really react to that type of kind of trauma and it's just it it put it rubbed me the wrong way and not like in a oh I'm mad at everyone but more so in a sense like I think people need a little bit more to kind of really get that into their feelings (laughs) because like it's a very uncomfortable feeling it's a very uncomfortable show and I think it's important to kind of dive into that uncomfortableness and kind of articulate to be able to better explain it so that people can feel a bit more natural in watching it instead of feeling that more uncomfortable thing so they have to just blurt something out just to make it so it isn't as uncomfortable so that's something that at least I've noticed on that front Um, like I say I think the show is absolute nails in that it's gotten much more darker much more depressing and not even in that like shock and awe type of factor but more so in just like oh this is just sad this is really sad especially when you get the context of the village too. And I, I, like I said, I can't harp on it enough on being able to differentiate between those two different traumas.
3: Yeah.
1: I think of, uh, your just <clears throat> her, her whole story is just devastating. Uh, it, it's just, I don't know. See, she's rejected from her family. Originally, her family really adored her. She was the only daughter her brother's a daughter her mother a daughter then they find out that she can't have kids and now she's been excommunicated from the village basically and all she wanted was the love of a mother which she in a sense gets from Voiko and and Voiko reluctantly fills that role for her and you just see the two of them grow and as things keep happening to Urimui, It just gets grimmer and grimmer and more disturbing. And you could see Voiko's at the point that she's like beyond the point where she wants to end her life. Mm-hmm. she just she just wants to end it all. But she realizes that she has to carry on for Iramui's sake until we get all the way to the point where, Iramui becomes the village and starts transforming the others, and she's like, "Okay, I'm done. This is. She's gonna die, and I'm gonna die now. And she is not allowed to do that because Wazukan
2: will not let her die.
1: And And she she wasn't.
2: And Vega wasn't the only one feeling that too. That uh, the guy with the scar on his eye, I forget his name.
1: Bill off when he realizes
0: mm-hmm.
1: what mm-hmm. what he's
2: consuming. He
1: he's so torn up about it, He's like trying to claw his face off. And he's like, please, please, please stop feeding it to me. I can't I can't I have to eat it if you feed it to me, but I, I don't want you to. It's like uh 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 and, and Maiden abyss is not necessarily handling this as uh, carefully as one might prefer, but there's definitely allusions to uh, losing your children in birth. Miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And and the pain that everyone goes through from a miscarriage. And well, uh, they also need to have sustenance, so it what just would it you creates
2: do? it creates this level of just direness and helplessness that I don't think you'll really get from another show, which is nah. why I think the reactions that you are getting are in I wouldn't necessarily no, I wouldn't say incorrect. I think that's unfair. Are different than what the norm is just because of how uncomfortable it is. Like it's it that, that topic, especially sketch, so uncomfortable to breach. And it's mm-hmm. one of the more sadder things you could ever talk about
3: yeah what really makes it hurt is it's sophie's choice Mm -hmm. do we not eat these kids do we not and then everyone dies including her or do we do this which is terrible but then some live i it's not a good choice and i can't as much as it makes me sad to see the go go the way it goes i can't really blame them
2: No, and I don't think as viewers we should, because like we understand where survival of oneself and and like I've had this conversation before with like hierarchy of needs. What's the need that is like the most basic for anyone surviving? Right. So it's tough for anyone here to just like cast judgment on the choices they made on that. You can cast judgment on maybe the motives, as Sketch was kind of alluding to. But you can understand at least the motives of some of the individuals because we obviously see regret, which I think is kind of admirable in the situation to an extent, especially uh, considering the choices they make afterward, right? But it's 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 hard to for, at least for me to be like, oh, the whole village deserves to die. I can understand why Irimui and Fuwato might feel that way. Totally understandable, justified even. But I don't necessarily blame uh, most of the villagers. I think we know who who gets most, if not all, the blame on this.
3: Right. Yeah. I. Mm. Uh, the, th-
1: the thing is, even there's even that moment where, where Voiko's like, can you just let her stay with the baby until it like dies? goes away?
3: He's like, oh, I and wish is this, well, I, could. I
1: But. <laughs> And he he reasons that freshness is important. It's like, yeah,
3: but, you know, you could probably you you
1: could you could probably wait until like the moment that they die. I mean, if you leave them around, yeah, that's not very fresh. But I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. the the saddest thing is that they are going to die. They can't survive. They don't have
0: Mm
1: -hmm. all. And even though she gives birth to so, so many of them and kind of evolves them over time until obviously eventually she manages to create Faputa, which is a, a creature that can keep living a quote unquote, a perfect creature. And
3: shot of the hundred. Is that you?
1: <laughs> it's, uh, but as a moment of levity, y- y- you know, I, the, the body horror is absolutely awful in, in this, but, there's those moments where Iramui's like a a a big tree trunk with a head, and the head looks like
0: Stewie Griffin.
3: <laughs> oh God! Oh, I, no. Now that you say that, I don't think I can unsee it in my mind's eye. <laughs>
0: That's why? Just, just why?
1: Oh, but seriously, man, okay. the body the body horror in this is
3: ah oh, ah. Oh. So
1: oh, like,
2: surprisingly, yeah. I think it was worse <laughs> in season one. When you
3: me. oh yeah, um as bad as some of this is uh, honestly, yeah, I don't feel this is as bad as at least not as bad as the movie.
0: I don't know. Uh, I had to like step away from my TV for a while after watching the like the flashback stuff. It was it was too much for me. Yeah, when I mean, I'm Ru- not
3: saying it's bad. It's not bad, it's bad.
1: Irimui becomes the stump and and Voiko's like, Oh, you must be so miserable, and then Irimui's limbs come out and Embrace Voiko. I'm like,
3: oh man, that's that's the emotional side of it where it's just like, ah, and this one does definitely as far as emotional stuff, this season beats everything in terms of just emotional yep. drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, that touches on what yeah. CJ was saying earlier. Like yeah. in terms of the, the gross out, I think it's actually where we're over the hump, but in terms of the emotional, um, buckle up. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: And maybe, and maybe I think a little bit because I haven't had really anything to direct the anger towards. Not as much, at least, at least in, like until we found out who uh, that uh, certain individual that uh, Rico met at the restaurant who could speak English. Right. But like we always had that like central figure who we could kind of channel a lot of that emotion toward like, oh, I don't know, uh, Bondred. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think missing wondering. that is what makes at least season two up to this point. Since obviously that will change now, more just uncomfortable because you just you just hated everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't you couldn't channel it to one thing. You just really disliked everything. Everything about that village is just bad news, and you wish that our uh, trio couldn't could have uh, somehow avoided it. And I know mm-hmm. that. That's impossible, but it's just, there's nothing about it that I like. Absolutely nothing, right? Like, the values that are are kind of like the basis of that village, right? I just don't like it. I don't like how they trick Nanichi. Because I don't think that's really midi. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm throwing that one out there. I have nothing to base that on, but I don't think that really is it. They just... Are using Mitty's kind of emotions to be able to have her stay, since she's a hollow just like them, yada yada. And it's like, I just, I hate everything about this area. It's just awful, absolutely awful.
0: Most disturbing attitude. It's like now that we've seen all these flashbacks, you kind of get a bigger picture of like, these people have essentially become the villagers, like a warped version of who they once were. And it's mm-hmm. twisted their mindset to the point where, like, what they're doing is really effed up. But to them, they think it's just this completely normal behavior.
2: Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, like, their outcast uh, status might have uh, impacted on that feeling as well, V-Lord. Just cause I And I wonder about that because they were all cast aside and now it's kind of... I wouldn't say they're, like, getting revenge or anything like that because who makes it to the sixth floor? Not many. Uh, but it's almost as if, like... They go to more extremes of how they run things just because they were kicked out through extreme measures themselves. It's mm.
3: entirely possible. Mm. I mean, their their whole existence has been pretty screwed up, uh, physically, emotionally, all of these things. That that has to have painted
2: their uh, worldview to, to some extent, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like I said, tying it all together made it magical, like storytelling wise. Like oh. finding out. How like the village became what it is and like the inhabitants. oh my god, that was brilliant because like you get the bits and pieces throughout these nine episodes and then all of a sudden to like find out uh, you know, I who's the the main antagonist's name for this sketch? The main antagonist Wazukian, the dude Wazukan. like finding out who he turned what he turned into and then what we see like the moment we found that out. And we see that from the flashback. of like I was like uh I don't know who the who the actor is in that meme, but it's this uh the guy uh who's kind of just like rubbing his chin is just like oh shit kind of thing. I, I'm sure you know the gift that I'm talking about that you see on Twitter all the time. Uh mm. and it's just like I'm like, oh my god, how did they do that? Is so ingenious. I am so impressed to be able to tie that in perfectly to where. They lived and survived all this time so that they're not... It's like, yeah, it's a flashback of when they still had humanity. And now we see what happened afterwards. Holy crap. Get out of here, guys. Leave. Oh, it was absolutely wonderful storytelling. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say it enough. It's one of the best stories I've seen air on tsunami, And it's just been... Oh, it's such a trip. And the fact we still have more episodes of just like depression and sadness, because if there's one thing that I did kind of, I would say spoil myself a little bit is the overall meaning of the ending theme of this song. And I'm going to leave it there because I'm not going to spoil it for anyone else. But I'm very interested in how things wrap up on it, because, oh, my God, I, I need to know this is just. Depression in a show. Oh this is literally depression. Yeah. Absolute sadness. Like, you go through the Abyss levels, and it's like Dante's Inferno, and it's instead of like hell, it's just stages of depression. That's all we're The this.
0: true horror Ooh. of the Abyss. Depression.
2: Yes! <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can see it. it. Well, we already knew that. that that's stage one <laughs> sketch. Yeah, R- yeah, you know, retail therapy. That's how we try to solve the issue. It doesn't actually help, but we try it anyway. Uh,
3: that's true. That's true. Yeah, honestly, that's like the least of the problems I happen
2: to see. <laughs> I know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm that curi- says so much. And I'm curious, at least for for everyone here, just especially these three episodes. What were your guys' reaction when you kind of see everything tied together? Because like before, you're like I say, we're just seeing like two adjacent stories and kind of thinking that the past flashbacks were just kind of like setting a tone of what horrors were set to become only to find out that they were actually the horrors themselves. And I'm curious on at least like how it developed into this, into what we have right now. Cause it's just like, I, I don't know. Like it's some is like law and order writing here where they're able to tie such long convoluted ideas together in, like, multiple episodes, and I'm just like, this is genius. This is absolutely banger.
3: For me, it was just kind of really sad. Like, watching it all happen, go down, and it's just like, I see how we got here. I, although Waziken made some choices that I'm not a fan of, I don't even really hate him for what he did outside, uh, for given the situation, but it's just like, it, it, it all comes down to approach. Like you could have done things a little bit differently, but I understand. And it's just like, it, it, it goes back and forth between horror and understanding and sadness in a cycle.
2: A never ending cycle. It's a never ending say.
3: cycle. I'll be like, I get it. But, uh
2: and oh, I know those are both groans, but they have different meanings. <laughs> it's the same thing of like how we handle different uh, different types of traumas. You're not going to do it the same one for the same situ or for two different situations. Hmm. Yeah, you, you shouldn't. Just, at least oh, let me put it this way: you shouldn't. Or believe me, you'll get some weird looks at certain <laughs> situations where it isn't appropriate for you. I've seen it firsthand, and
0: it's so awkward. Oh, uh, no. Uh, but what about, what about you, V-Lord? I think for me, it's like, when I started Season 2, I felt like once I got the connection between, like, okay, these past flashbacks are clearly some sort of representation of who's currently in the village, I had a feeling that something terrible is going to happen, and I was waiting for, the like, the shoe to drop. And I think these episodes kind of really... Paid off in a way that was far more disturbing than I expected, but like Laser said, it's it's a situation where I feel like usually you can direct like your anger, your frustration towards like a like an antagonist of some sort. But in the case of like Wazukiyan, like it's it's really hard to do that because for one thing, I feel like this season really does not depict him that much as a straightforward antagonist, just because of his behavior in, like, the present day, but also the fact that, like, you kind of see why he was doing what he did, even if it was for morally questionable, like, through morally questionable methods. And I, it really, I think, the, the relationship between Voiko and Iremui too is also just so tragic in that way, because, like, you... See them grow this bond over the season, and then it's they're just going through this cruelest moment in their lives, and it, it's just really tough to watch.
2: It certainly feels that way, and and I remember sketch obviously bringing up with the topic of miscarriage. It's almost like another form. I wouldn't necessarily say goes like child was irumui on that, but. It's like she lost a child. You know what I mean? Not necessarily in the same way as a miscarriage, but just that theme of losing something precious and beautiful. It's just...
3: It's gut-wrenching. Are you saying that this is loss? Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We were having a moment. I had to hit some form of levity, because it's just like a long spiral of depression about this whole
2: thing. This is Made in Abyss depression Mm. on acid.
1: It kind of is. So when this season opened up and we got our first glimpses of this other group of explorers, I thought it was an interesting juxtaposition that we had going on at the same time as our more familiar characters, and I was really interested in finding out how this village comes to be, how they become hollows, and I had no idea how they were gonna become hollows like you might have been thinking oh maybe they're they're like a special circumstance like with uh, nanashi and midi but would not have guessed at all what actually happened and <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish I, it was other <laughs> way
3: right yeah, cat. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting <laughs> for the to be like, "Hi, bye," and have something. I mean, it kind of did, but that's not what actually caused the things to go. Yeah, they they the found they out did. real
1: real quick that the uh, going back up the elevator was a bad idea.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. they're stuck yeah. there for better or for worse. So that, and uh, and uh, I don't think it really truly explains the perversion of the forms that these characters took on. But I don't know. Maybe that's uh, that's a
2: little bit of Iramui's influence kind of it twisting things. Maybe it's how Iramui viewed everyone, especially the more and more as she was getting disformed. But I want
1: to pose this question. Because I don't think Iramui actually... Hates the villagers. I don't think that she
3: begrudges them. I would agree with you.
2: Yeah same here. And I, I would think uh, she's like still kind of unaware. In a sense. Perhaps. Uh, she generated but... defenders. True. Yes. But I do wonder because of her. Last child. That's why I say maybe. That's a the little thing unaware. though. Mm.
1: But yeah. even though. Fapata might be carrying on. Iremui's Iremu-
2: Iremu- will fapita might have come to her own conclusions yeah maybe especially since we're seeing that she had a relationship with reg and i'm curious if that relationship might be kind of what you're talking about sketch perhaps
1: i i do really want to (laughs) know about reg and fapita's relationship and we even at this point still don't know very much i know i was
2: i was just about to ask about that rake rake yes.
1: has no memory of his time with Vapata. so she's like well if you if you complete the promise then i'll give you a piece of me he's like can you could you, <laughs> could you tell me one more time
2: <laughs>
1: like, nope, no you no, no, nope,
0: me.
2: no you get the piece anyway here you go no
1: all right well fulfill your promise Go. what am what am I?
3: Uh Reg always uh, keep getting into trouble. Poor Reg. Now I honestly, if there's somebody I want to smack in this arc, it's Fapta. Yeah. I, I, I get I understand where the rage comes from. I understand why she's mad, why she wants to do what she wants to do but she's not going to undo the trauma and the horribleness that happened to her mother by killing everyone. In fact, it renders all of that suffering meaningless because now all of it was for nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad for Fapita, though. Like, she's clearly in the wrong here, but, like, I think, like, definitely it's not Rumiui's wish to take, like, revenge on the village. I think very much Fapita's projecting her own feelings and using her mother's yeah. like death as like an excuse but mm-hmm. at the same... i agree
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, but it's like no,
1: her mother's not exactly dead
0: well i guess well village of the planned death yeah. but she cannot speak exactly she became a house
1: she, <laughs> yeah. she,
0: she became a boy i she wish i could break
1: she became a tower house uh, and that's why I was back to the early episodes of this season. I'm like, <laughs> when you know what that tower actually is.
2: <laughs> oh, you sneaky uh, sneak. Oh, uh, uh, I, like, I guess like the big thing, too, is about that. Your review is a big right? thing. Yes. Because like I, I look at it where that's kind of the last piece for this. Right. Because we still don't know if the promise that Reg and Fopta made to each other has anything really to do with what we're learning about this village now. I would like to assume that, just because that's kind of where things are heading. But I'm very intrigued how Reg plays a role in this. Because, like, it seems like both Nanachi and Rico are kind of just, like, there for the ride. We kind of got a lot of their backstory and um, trauma out of the way, obviously. You know, with uh, Rico being... Stillborn, I guess, in a sense, and then revived. Rico's especially
1: but, along for the ride at this point. But right, she and has then, had
2: many interactions with the villagers. And now she's literally sleeping,
0: You're
2: right? Now that she's kind of just chilling after we kind of learn about her. Bondura, the movie, infringed. the movie kind of really kind of put her story to a close, right? So they are kind of just following along with it. So it, it's actually really, really pivotal that we kind of learn more about Reg in this sense because he's really the last kind of mystery of the trio like i said we pretty much rico we pretty much know everything about you know the first season really uh handled that for us the film as well as the end of the first season really helped with uh nanachi what about reg does he count right and i think learning about maybe if i'm just waiting for another flashback where all of a sudden like reg happened to actually be there like at the beginning when the village kind of took form and i'm just I'm very interested because there's other kind of entities that are like Reg, maybe not as human as he seems to be. But there's something there. There's something there about it that I'm not quite sure how to word or where it could be. And I find it, it it's that whole mystery thing that I i can't say enough of how much that entry can keep you hooked. And I think Made in Abyss, and it's so funny, Made in Abyss is like, whole premise is so simple. Big hole, explore. But yet, it's like so riveting. It's one of the most riveting things you could see because of the layers, the, uh, you know, the biology of like everything that's around in that area. Th- this is just a depressing story of what's going on, right? All the dangers that are in it. It's all about exploration. And that's what makes it so exciting. And and we're not quite getting it anymore, which is a little bit sad because I always enjoy like learning about the mysteries beyond. But here it's almost like learning the mysteries beyond of this relationship. And it's just like, what happened? What made Fopta and Reg. Allies at the start, because clearly they had some sort of like friendly relationship, I don't. I don't necessarily know if it was more than that. And uh, fopta's is kind of hinting at it a little bit. But I want to know, and I think that's kind of really the last piece of this puzzle of like this dreaded bill. <laughs> this absolutely horrible village. And it makes me wonder, did Ozen
3: ever make it here? Did
2: Bondred, Bondred
3: ever make it here?
2: Bondred did. Bondred
1: absolutely
0: did.
2: Ozin, I don't remember.
1: Ozen hasn't.
0: Yeah, mm. Bondred used like his dummy copies to like yeah. go down there
2: and then that's they never really came up because of what we saw when they came up before uh, from the flashback. Man, that's wild. <sighs> I want to uh, know if other people made it though. You
1: you'd have to figure that that Liza has come here. Yeah. Uh, has to, absolutely has to have. But there there's there you might have missed this detail, but Mugi, I, I probably missed Mugi, quite a few. Moogie talks about how she used to be a challenger. She used to be an adventurer. She wasn't in the original group, and she—at least I—that was my interpretation. Uh, and she does have kind of a longing to go continue the journey, but they can't leave the village.
2: They can't. I they remember that conversation, but yeah, I missed the kind of like, oh, could that mean she was a cave raider? So something else that that
1: Wazukian is potentially trying to accomplish here is getting Rico to make a wish and allow them to continue journeying deeper into the abyss.
2: Oh, and then she can turn into the next era movie. Perfect.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> let's, Perfect. Let's not let's not do that.
2: <laughs> no, I'd ho- I
1: would certainly hope. <laughs> and Moogie's even like, wow, you're not even denying it. <laughs> and Khan's <Wotukun's> like, well,
2: <laughs> it's almost like uh, they're trying to be like a sitcom thing. Oh, you oh, not even oh, try to hide it. I know. Aren't, aren't I a stinker? He is a stinker. Yes, pretty much. But well, that's kind of the thing. But no, wait, that's Aja's thing. He's he's sent. <laughs> oh my god, that's not what I mean. And you know what sketch. Don't do this to me. I just. I, and I guess you could tell from just the conversation with this, I really like as depressing as it is, it's been a phenomenal season. I love talking about it because there's just, there's so many layers. It's like ogres, onions in the abyss. There's just so many layers to this. And I just, it's Oh, I really well
3: crafted. It's very <laughs> enjoyable for as depressing as it is, as, as dark
2: as it gets, it's really well done. And I, and that's why I enjoy it. Cause this, the telling of the like, it's the telling of it that makes me impressed and really like savor everything more so than the actual content itself. Right. Cause I'm not, like I say, I'm not going to go up to people who don't really watch any and be like, yo, you got to watch this with me, man. Main Abyss, limbs go flying. You're going to cry. It is depressing as fuck. Let's watch it together. You know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's the kind of story that you're just like, wow, this is really impactful stuff. This is just You don't get it you don't get this very often. And God bless the fact it made it itself on Tsunami to have a wider audience. That's huge. That is so awesome. Cause I remember back with season one coming out, and Sketch and I were just like, yo, this would be perfect for it. This would be fantastic. A little late, but it's been it's been such a ride. It's and, been nice for me because it was an excuse to actually watch it. I've known about it. I just
3: never got around to it until it hit Tsunami.
2: Right. And just think, there's another, there's going to be another part. Mm-hmm. I know. I
3: know. Could be a while before that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it probably will. But like, if you think this season's bad, then all of a sudden we get to the, a new one. It's just like, oh, God. Oh man, it's, I know. It's like Take that, uh, me
3: back to that town of capitalism. I it, it was better than this.
2: It's like that Grim Reaper meme where it's just like haha, first season, second season, third season, it gets worse.
1: <laughs> and we've barely even seen word. what the sixth layer has to offer.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Much less but, even lower.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, I do agree with or not agree, but like I I will say with Sketch, there have been some very like Comical yet disturbing moments at the same time as you would mention the Stewie Griffin head. How about the fact that the toilet in this series? Yes. Oh, the toilet. toilet
0: is also a villager. <laughs> I, I have a real crappy job. I guess someone really wanted to be a toilet. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, or maybe they just felt as dirty as one. I don't know.
1: Uh, uh. Mm.
2: It's best not to dwell on it. <laughs> no,
1: but like, I, the, the comedy of that is not lost.
2: I will put it oh, that Oh,
1: way. well, of course not. <laughs> I mean, that's also made an abyss.
3: <laughs> you know, maybe it just likes licking people's butts.
2: Hey, in- we don't kink shame on this podcast. <laughs> Except for maybe that one.
0: Except <laughs> for maybe that one.
1: They
2: became a was- human
0: bidet.
1: Specific, specifically, because it's looking
2: underage butts.
0: Well, yes, <laughs> we do
2: realize that part of its sketch. If we wanted to go with like more realistic, like that, then that's not funny at all. Neither is the Iramui <laughs> head thing. All right?
1: <laughs> no, of course not. It's that's, horrifying. That's
2: why it goes without saying on at least that part <laughs> of it uh I mean, you can't really detach that from it all <laughs> then i that's guess what... we just then i guess we scrub this this whole part where it's just like there is no comedy of it whatsoever
1: <laughs> i'm not saying that there's no comedy i'm just nope, saying no
2: comedy It's, it's none at all <laughs> it's, none it's... at all also while <laughs> so while we laugh ourselves to depression you know that's made an abyss taught us that very well i'm very curious on what a lot of viewers and listeners feel has been their kind of feelings and thoughts towards this uh story arc and, and i guess the season as a whole because the story arc hasn't really changed because again there's just a lot of trauma right and it's something that we were kind of expecting just from what we saw with the first season obviously you know nanachi's backstory very sad especially what we saw with the film with a you know with rico's current white whistle if you saw the film you'd understand how that was very sad with everything that happened through that you know little arc as well and then of course just Rico kind of learning her family history and kind of how depressing that is now we're here right like how do you how, how do you guys feel and I'm I'm talking to to listeners on that I don't need you guys to answer just in case I wasn't but how how do you feel on these types of subjects as well as the type of I want to say not necessarily trauma because I've already used that word, but more so at least on the subjects of what it kind of delves into were outcast wanting to be part of something, not getting your wish Uh, miscarriage, right? Murder, uh, you know, surviving cannibalism. Like there's just, there's so much. And it's just like, God, I feel like we need like a young college student who's doing a dissertation about trauma to really kind of s- give us really a better understanding of everything. Because God, this this is End a abyss
1: I, trauma center.
2: This is a dissertation paper that would get you an A plus, full of
3: marks. derpy face,
2: d- ah. dean's list, and all. I'm ignoring laser. You're
3: welcome. <laughs> it's, You're
2: welcome. It's, it's just. I'm curious how fans are feeling with this because, like I say, this isn't the oh god. It's more of just a oh, and like you get like the creepy crawly feeling. You like you feel a little itchy, like in a spot, maybe a little sweaty too. And you're just like, oh, I don't like this at all. And I mean, we I mean, have this a, isn't oh, Full Metal Alchemist. This is Grave of the Fireflies.
0: Yeah I, mean, I think we this have... is crueler than
2: Grave of the Fireflies I was going to say it's. I think it's a little worse sketch Ah
1: uh, well Grave of the Fireflies is way more realistic Because <laughs> you know
2: You're not wrong You're not, <laughs> yeah,
3: wrong. You <laughs> not uh, wrong Thankfully
2: we do not have an abyss in this world Right yeah. And it's just I, I, I'm i very curious how people are feeling up Towards this show especially because it's not for the faint of heart I mean we have a colleague who will not watch it totally understandable i'm not saying like shame more we than one. Not... Oh, we have more oh i thought it was just the one well then don't uh, don't uh, don't out them don't out them
1: others others have come forward
3: and decided this is where i get off
2: <laughs> i don't blame them
3: i don't blame
2: anyone get anyone. off the bus yep yeah. your stop is here I by all means i totally understand
0: I'm this is definitely invested not stop i must bear the pain
3: if it wasn't so well written, I absolutely would have got off the train after the movie. Straight there's, up. Yeah, there's some interesting commentary
1: that that Voiko makes throughout this during her narration that, you know, they they came to this place looking for gold, looking looking for treasure. And all they found was darkness, but it was such a
2: warm, comforting darkness. That's the real scary part. Yeah, 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 yeah. the narr- The narration of Waco really kind of solidifies just how well written I feel this whole arc is. One hundred percent. And and Kristen Maguire's delivery. Yeah. Well, A I mean, plus. are we
0: really are we
2: really surprised? Like, no. This the cast has been phenomenal in this.
3: Series. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely.
2: Like especially this season too, but like, I don't I don't think. They you have to worry about the English cast when it comes to this series. like especially cause, like you get to really like hit some emotional stuff. I
0: mm-hmm. think
2: that makes it like the performance you get much more out of people when it comes to like very real place. And um, I mean that more so in a sense of just like when you get to really dive into these types of you know emotions and subjects. I feel like an adR director really can get the best out of their actors you know and like so like to me that's just like unconsequential like if the the dubbing wasn't good i wouldn't be nearly as invested at all but this has been so good (laughs) absolutely fantastic and you're right the narration kind of puts a nice little bow on the just desolate awful feeling that you get from everything because it's it's like that um buyer's remorse type of thing we went to do something we thought was good and it ended up, we turned into the monsters ourselves. right. And it's just, it's almost, and like they wanted to turn around. They tried to, they weren't allowed to. And that's what makes it even worse that they committed and there was no going back. They had no option to go back. And it's just, uh, you feel, you feel for a lot of them, not all, but you definitely feel for a lot of them. At least that's how I feel. You know, and but now uh,
1: Fapita's rage is coming.
2: Oh boy, she looks like when someone says, Oh, I'm eating leftover pizza, don't take it, and then someone took it right after you said it. <laughs> oh,
0: yep, 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 it's Fapita's oh. turn on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> i think we found a title name
2: oh boy <laughs> um, everyone's gonna what did they combine gaming with Maiden abyss no no not at all we needed something to make us laugh please don't take this away from us
1: yeah uh, what else are we gonna call this episode
2: depression <laughs> the show
1: depression <laughs> depression
2: Uh, At least that's how it feels to me. But yeah, no, that's kind of all I really had about how how, how Made in Abyss has been. I think these three episodes kind of encapsulates or encapsulates everything that I love touching upon when it comes to talking about these tough subjects. I think that the storytelling really just hit its stride like perfectly with these last three episodes. And God bless. We still have more. What more can they take away from a sketch? What more?
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) Everything. Have you seen this already? I have, but I honestly don't remember all the events that occur in the next three episodes. I'm like, all right, we're at
2: this point. What else happens? Guys, guys, (laughs) I want you to realize something. He, he was so trauma dumped by this, he had to erase it from his mind. It's bad. <sighs> it's going rough.
1: I mean, there's definitely things, but we're we're already past the like absolutely gut wrenching, heartbreaking moments in this storyline. I think.
0: Yeah, I think these sets of episodes are like the biggest hump. The rest of it's I, still sad, but it's not. Yeah, there's be, there's
1: like, still very disturbing. sad things that happen, but. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I've uh, also watched ahead because I. Could but mostly, end. violence. Yes, yay, violence. That is a good description of what's to come. That's a good spoiler-free description
2: of what's to come. I'm f I'm FFing at fifteen. Fuck y'all. <laughs> we're
1: going. We're going from Full Metal Alchemist to Hell'sing Ultimate. Here we go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So there's a chimera in this.
1: What what is Fapita hey. but not a chimera? That's actually a
2: very good point. I She's mean they're a, all
3: chimeras.
2: Technically, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. we're the vampires.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The real question is where are the Nazis?
0: That too. <laughs> Hopefully dead. Yeah. I mean, yes.
3: <laughs> o- or in the process of being dead, <laughs> dead. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: boy. Yeah, but it's going to be a wild ride. So uh,
2: buckle up. So I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. Oh, boy.
1: Uh, I'm in danger. (laughs) 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 Well, then you definitely have to come back for the last one.
2: (laughs) I I love talking about Made in Abyss. I'd be happy to be back. Schedule permitting, of course.
1: Schedule permitting, yes. Well, I mean, it'll be the last one, so we can be flexible there <laughs> not not going to be a
2: problem v lord i'm in danger please hold me
0: <laughs> i can't I'm save you danger. from this, cj You're on your own i am i God am damn it, not be used lord. to being ahead of you
3: on this show cj but uh, over christmas i'm just like i i i, I can't let it stop i Word, don't
2: stop here. if it's not airing on tommy i just don't have time to watch know, make i make very few exceptions the three shows being Spy Family, Chainsaw, and uh, Licorice Recoil. I think
1: the simulcast of this season actually took a week break after this episode, or it was either that one or episode mm, after episode nine, because it was. (laughs) But there was a week break in there before they finished, which was brutal.
2: <laughs> I didn't have that experience. By the time I got to it, they dubbed the whole thing. Yeah. Sketch, they needed to give everyone extra time from depression. <laughs> yeah.
3: Understandable. Understandable.
1: Yeah. Totally understandable. Plus, it has an hour long finale like
2: the first season. Yay, content. <laughs> it makes <laughs> us sad, but it's still content. We'll take made it. Just some content.
0: Mm hmm.
2: But that's pretty much all I have for this uh, episode sketch. So I think we're ready for some house cleaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we
1: are. Unless you don't want to. Well. I mean, one look at my condo will tell you how much I love to clean a house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's slowly getting better.
2: I'm just a defeated man on this podcast. (laughs)
1: I wasn't expecting to have to read this off so give me a moment
2: okay <laughs> do you want us to give you some filler
1: nah i'm some good now one piece filler uh well <laughs> after we uh, get through the rest of punk hazard there is a short filler arc
2: let's go yeah yeah there is
1: and it is It is so stupid.
3: (laughs) I'm I'm not going to lie. I watched, like, the first episode of that filler and skipped it. It is so
1: incredibly stupid. You're like, how... I mean, One Piece has a serious problem with the filler villains being, like, so stupid. And you're like, there's no way that Luffy can't beat this guy in an instant. And yet, because it's a filler villain and we're going more than one episode of this nonsense... (laughs) He can't beat them right away. It's just...
2: It's just bad. I thought but, you were going to tell me but, it was like a... If it was a, <laughs> uh, a filler of One Piece TCG. So, uh, I'll, I'll take this.
1: Uh, and, uh, <laughs> if you uh, ever wanted to see uh, Law act like a dog... I'm in! <laughs> With a collar and all. <laughs> Sketch think... you already
2: sold me once. I don't <laughs> need it again.
1: Stop, please. I can't get any more erect. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that, that that filler is not kind to law. <laughs> anyway. Here's our house cleaning. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Please tell us your thoughts on Made in Abyss thus far. You 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 may have thoughts and perhaps we will be able to collect and read them for our final conversation. And you can follow us on facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, PodBay, Podbean, Podcast Addict, radio.com, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and maybe other things. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. And you can get the latest news by following at Tsunami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. All right, Laser, tell them where they can find you.
3: You can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. You can find my uh, editorials right here on Tsunami Faithful, And you can find me on many of Vlord's spectacular podcasts. You might say they're the Vlord Podcast Universe.
1: Yes, V-Lord, tell us about the V-Lord Podcast
0: Universe. Yes, yeah, so uh, to start, you can find me on Twitter at Vlordgtz, And then I write various things when I have time for the Toonami Faithful website, as well as Mangamavericks.com, so you can check out my writing over there. And then as far as the V-Lord podcast universe goes, uh, the head podcast of the bunch is the Demon Slayer podcast, where we talk about Demon Slayer. And that's on Twitter, at Slayer Podcast. And then we have a bunch of other podcasts besides that, the Dumb Weebs podcast, Saturday Night Shaggy, and Oversoul Shaman King podcast. So go listen to all of those.
1: At CJ, tell them where they can find you.
2: Mm, No. No! No. (laughs) I was wondering how to go forward with that, but I was like, no, that's that's all I got. Uh,
1: You can can find uh, him dunking on people on Twitter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did play basketball, and dunking was a specialty, so uh for me you can find me on twitter at cj mafris i'm not on there as much uh sadly other things work yada yada uh another than that you know i'm trying out some new games uh one i might even be reviewing for tsunami faithful so be on the lookout if that if i end up getting enough play time to be able to do that at a reasonable time uh but yeah other than that you can follow me on twitter or don't like it's honestly far. i don't it's, really it's care. whatever it honestly i i don't care I really don't. <laughs> like, by all means... He tsunami really doesn't. <laughs> tsunami fans, you, you know where to find me. Believe me, people will message Sketch and different forum boards about how awful I am. So by all means, you can find me. It's not hard to. Mm. So uh, enjoy, enjoy it while you can and things like that. So that's where you can find me. That's really all that matters. And Sketch, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at sketch 1984 and cj you know people can also appreciate some of uh, your contributions to at tsunami news on saturday nights as you help out with the live tweeting
2: i i i don't as much i mostly help with like retweeting of fans you know um i mm-hmm. one thing that i thought that and this is something that you know back when you know our wonderful social media director celia rose was with us I really thought that we lacked a community aspect, and so I wanted to make sure that we try to keep that a little bit. All right. So, you know, I'm usually the one who likes to find, you know, witty stuff from our followers and people who are live tweeting uh, Toonami stuff that are clever, as well as, you know, our staff members as well. Um, There are times where I have to, you know, uh, sub in. Uh, depending on all that. And I do the best I can on, on those fronts. I think my favorite that I've done recently was the What's Up Doc with uh, Miraco for My Hero Academia. That one was really fun. <laughs> and, uh, it's obvious, but like it was still good. But yes, yes, I do help out with that. You know, Stephen and Brittany do a phenomenal job you know especially on a few weekends where I'm not able to really help out as much so both of them do a phenomenal job i'm mo- i'm like i mostly want to just oversee more than anything to make sure that they stay on track as well as being able to support them whatever they might need uh but yeah yeah i am behind the the account during Saturdays to try to make sure everything goes as well as i can uh for all in for Toonami. You know, that's that's the big thing. It's to keep that light going. As one of our staff members say, uh, thank God bless for people like us to be able to keep the flame going. It's not someone on this podcast, but someone we all love, so.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, thank you for listening each and every time we put out a podcast. uh, We always appreciate your listenership. And until next time, we're punching out.